Welcome to the Factal Forecast, a look at the week's biggest stories and what they mean from the editors of Factal. I'm Jimmy Levis. Today is November 30th, and in this week's forecast, we've got an attempted coup in Sierra Leone, China expanding visa-free travel, train strikes in the UK, a referendum on a territorial dispute between Guyana and Venezuela, and the latest on an American journalist detained in Russia. You can also read about these stories and more in our weekly newsletter, which you'll find a link to in the show notes. But first, we'll take a look at the attempted coup in Sierra Leone. For more on that, we've got Factal Senior Editor, Sophie Perrier. Hello, Sophie. Hey, Jimmy. Well, Sophie, we'd gone a little while without an attempted coup in West Africa, but it looks like we snapped that streak this weekend. What can you tell us about Sierra Leone? Well, like you say, Jimmy, we are contending with some coup contagion in this region of West Africa, although this attempted power seizure did come as a little bit of a surprise in Sierra Leone because things looked as though they were improving following a period of unrest after the June elections. So back in June, President Julius Madabio was re-elected for a second term. But there were reports of violence in the lead up to and aftermath of the vote and concerns were raised by international observers like the US and the EU over a lack of transparency and some intimidation as well. After negotiations mediated by ECOWAS, the government reached an agreement last month to work with the opposition to end the latter's boycott and work together to review the June vote. But then early on Sunday morning, we began seeing reports of gunfire near a military base in Sierra Leone's capital, Freetown. That transpired to be a break-in at the military armory. A prison was also breached and almost 2,000 inmates were set free. Wow, what's the latest then? How are things looking at the moment? Well, in the immediate aftermath of the attacks, the government declared a nationwide curfew while it launched an operation to round up the perpetrators. Then two days later, an army spokesperson announced 20 people were killed, including 13 soldiers who were loyal to the government. The president also said most of the suspects, who were described as renegade current and former military personnel, have been taken into custody. The investigation is ongoing and the curfew remains in place, although it's now been relaxed to nighttime only, as opposed to 24-7. What have reactions in Sierra Leone been like following the attack? And, you know, how has the international community responded? Well, predominantly with condemnations, the EU, US and UK all criticised the attacks as an attempted forceful seizure of power. And ECOWAS, the West African regional bloc, put out a statement expressing utter disgust and saying it has no tolerance for an unconstitutional change of government. Certainly from a Western perspective, there's simply no appetite for any more military takeovers in the region, especially given the number that it has seen since 2020 in other countries such as Guinea, Mali and Burkina Faso. Well... Considering all that, what do you think folks should be watching for next then? Well, two main things. The first is the recapture of prisoners who were broken out of jail in Freetown on Sunday. Almost 1,900 were set free and just 20 have been returned so far. So it's likely we will see campaigns of mass arrests in the coming days as Sierra Leone's authorities attempt to restore order. It's also worth watching for any signs of a political crackdown in the opposition or any arrests of army officers believed to be linked to the coup. The government will likely be seeking to avoid any repeat scenarios of Sunday's attacks and is likely to orchestrate some sort of crackdown on dissent, although it's not clear exactly what form that will take just yet. Well, Sophie, we'll stop there for today. But as always, thank you so much for getting us caught up to speed. Always appreciate it. 
Thanks for having me. Take care. Some visitors will be able to enter China without a visa starting Friday. Beijing is trialing the new policy with citizens from France, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, Spain, and Malaysia. It's part of China's efforts to boost business and leisure travel, both of which took a hit during the pandemic due to strict coronavirus measures. The process began earlier this year when Chinese authorities lifted a requirement for visitors to quarantine or test for the virus when entering the country. Some areas of northern China are currently reporting a spike in unspecified respiratory illnesses. The World Health Organization has asked for further information, but isn't recommending any new travel restrictions at this time. Rail workers in England will launch seven days of strike action on Saturday. It's part of an ongoing dispute over pay, working conditions, and job security. Services at 14 different rail operators will be affected, although there's not expected to be any coordinated nationwide impact. Drivers will also refuse to work any overtime during the strike period. Now, the government has expressed concern over the impact the strike may have, especially on businesses and hospitality in the lead-up to Christmas. On Sunday, Venezuelans will vote on whether to claim sovereignty over the western half of Guyana. Venezuela has claimed rights over the area west of the Essequibo River for almost 200 years. The area makes up almost two-thirds of Guyana's national territory and is home to around 300,000 people, mostly Anglophone and indigenous communities scattered throughout the dense jungle. Venezuela's interest in the region spiked in 2015 when massive oil reserves were discovered there. Voters are expected to back the government's position and recognize the territory as Venezuelan. Still, Venezuelan authorities have no way of enforcing the non-binding measure. It's mostly being viewed as a political tool to promote nationalism ahead of the 2024 elections. Guyana has appealed to the International Court of Justice to intervene if necessary. Russia's pre-trial detention of a Russian-American journalist is scheduled to end on Tuesday. Also, Kermesheva, a Prague-based journalist for Radio Free Europe, was detained in Kazan, Russia in early June. She's charged with failing to register as a foreign agent under Moscow's laws. Her detention was previously extended, and the date of her next court appearance is unknown. Now, Kermesheva's detainment, along with the arrest of Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich, underscore the spiraling risk to foreign reporters in Russia since Moscow's full invasion of Ukraine and tightening of foreign influence laws. Gershkovich, who was arrested in late March and charged with espionage, once again had his pretrial detention extended this week through January 30th. Nearly all other American journalists have departed Russia at Washington's urging. As always, thank you for listening to The Factual Forecast. We publish our forward-looking podcast and newsletter each Thursday to help you get a jump start on the week ahead. Please subscribe and review wherever you find your podcasts, and we'd love it if you'd consider telling a friend about us. Today's episode was produced with work from Factual Editors Vivian Wang, Irene Viora, Owen Bonnerts, and Alex Moore. Our interview featured editor Sophie Perrier, and our podcast is produced and edited by me, Jimmy Lovis, with additional writing by Sophie Perrier. Our music comes courtesy of Andrew Gosby. Until next time, if you have any feedback, suggestions, or events we've missed, drop us a note by emailing hello at factual.com. <laughs>